Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the message. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing and how you can get involved, check out our website, message.org.uk. Hello everybody and morning and welcome to Tuesday Teaching. It's the 1st of December. Alas, we're allowed to listen to Roy Wood and Wizard and Slade and all that funny songs that get us so excited at this time of year. And at last I'm allowed to launch into a, a Christmas message and... Uh, finished going through the letters of John last week, so the next three weeks I'm going to bring a, a Christmas talk for you, an Advent talk, and then uh, we've got something very special on the 22nd of December. The legend who is Luis Palau has prepared a special Christmas message for us, and then on the 29th of December, uh, on a Tuesday morning, you'll have my review of the most bizarre year that any of us have ever lived through. So every year I do a review of the year. What's the message been up to? What's been the highlights and lowlights? And, and what's God been up to? And uh, so that will happen on the 29th of December. So there's your next five weeks. I really hope you'll log on, share, encourage. In fact, you've got the comments there. Please chip in on the comments. Let us know where you're listening from. It'd be great to hear from you. Any encouragements, any prayer requests. We do share those prayer requests around the message and pray for you. So anything we can do, to encourage you this morning. Um, as I say, I'm, I'm launching into uh, uh, three weeks of teaching around Christmas, and this morning's called The Something About Mary. Uh, Mary was one of the most amazing women in scriptures, and, and Mary, uh, and the story of Mary and her life is like so many things, I think, around, around Christianity, where other people's excesses can rob us of so much blessing. Don't you think that's the case? You know, the weird way people behave around church can turn people off and people have got chipped up and disconnected from church because of the strange things people do in church. Some of the weird teaching about the Holy Spirit has freaked other people out and weird manifestations or weird understandings of healing have made people back off and not press into the Holy Spirit and receive his fullness. And I think in some ways, weird teaching around Mary people who say she's holy and uh, we should pray to her, etc., etc., has made, you know, evangelicals back off from pressing into one of the most remarkable women in Scripture, one of the most amazing mothers who ever lived, a real role model of faith, the mother of our Lord. And uh, I'm going to uh, hopefully encourage you as we press into learning about Mary, what was it about this 13 or 14 year old girl because that's how old she was probably almost certainly that was the age girls got married in Jesus day so here she is a 13 or 14 year old kid she lives in the northwest of Israel all the best things come from the northwest we all know that she's poor you know she she was it was only poor people who were allowed to bring two doves as an offering you had to bring a much better offering than that unless you were extremely poor so Mary and Joseph were poor people. They lived in a backwater. Nazareth was little more than a bunch of caves. And yet what was it about this girl, this 13 or 14-year-old kid that drew the attention of the Heavenly Father and she was given this incredible responsibility, perhaps the greatest responsibility that's ever been given to a woman to carry and rear the Son of God as he's born into the world. Wow. Wow. I mean, we know this, but do we ever properly reflect on it? Are you going to reflect on it at this time of year that Jesus, 
The, the one who spoke and the universe was formed. The one who holds it together now by his word of power. The one who will draw a line on world history. I mean, you only took your last breath because Jesus said so. The awesome, all-powerful God took up residence in this young girl's womb. How totally awesome is that? What incredible thought that he was utterly dependent upon Mary. That for to be fed and winded and have his nappy changed. This is King Jesus, Lord of all. What a story the Christmas story is. And if we can't excite, get excited by us, it's sort yourself out. So what was it about Mary that we should maybe look to model in our lives? Was, is there something about this girl if we long to be used for high and holy purposes? I hope you do. And I honestly believe God has high and holy purposes for every one of us. The Bible says God has good works planned in advance for us to do. God's got great work for you to do. Maybe you're not going to bear the Son of God. It's not going to happen, is it? But we have got some great stuff to, to pour out on a world in need. And uh, here in Luke chapter 1, we can read the story of, uh, of the birth of Jesus and Mary receiving this incredible visitation from the angel. And then this happened. Let me read some verses from Luke chapter 1. In fact, let me pray. And join with me wherever you are, watching this around the world or listening on the podcast. Join with me and just pray and ask God to speak to us because he loves to through the scriptures. And I pray, Lord, that you will right now just illuminate your word to us. Help us to see fresh things in this familiar story Fresh insight, inspiration, encouragement by your Holy Spirit. Help us to understand and apply your word to our lives. Thank you for this amazing woman, for her uh, inspiration. And I pray it will be more than inspiration this morning, but there will be impartation, we ask, Lord, in our homes. And whenever we're listening to this, something will happen, something will shift that will make us more effective for you and so we can give greater glory to you. Amen. Say amen. Come on. Okay, let me read these verses then. Luke chapter 1. And uh, Mary, this young girl's had this visitation from the angel telling her this shocking, amazing news. She's going to give birth to Jesus, the Son of God. And at, at that time, verse 39 of Luke chapter 1, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who's believed that the Lord would fulfil his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he's been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And from now on, generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He's performed mighty deeds with his arm. He's scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He's brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He's filled the hungry with good things, but the rich he sent away. He's helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Ancestors, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. 
Okay, so there were four things I got about Mary that maybe we should look to model if we want to be used by God, as surely we do. The first thing I got from this passage was Mary's urgency. She's had this incredible visitation from angel Gabriel, and the Bible says she got ready and hurried to Zechariah and Elizabeth's home. She, she hurried, she, she was quick in response to what God has said. I mean, that was a 60-mile journey. She hurried on to go and get the confirmation of this wonderful word. Uh, I wonder how quick we are to respond to the word of the Lord. You know, when the Lord speaks to us through the Bible or we just know he's told us to do something, how quick are we? Right through the Bible, whenever there's a, a word of the Lord, it seems that a lot of running goes on. People don't hang about. They quickly respond. Last week or a couple of weeks ago, we read in 1 John that this is the last hour. John said 2,000 years ago, it's the last hour. Well, if, if it was the last hour 2,000 years ago, I'm guessing these are the last moments of planet Earth or the last seconds of planet Earth. I believe we are living in times of end time harvest. I believe Jesus is coming soon. He could even return in my lifetime. Baby Jesus, who grew up to be a man, died on the cross for our sins, rose again, and is now seated in glory in heaven, will return one day soon. I could be living in the most exciting generation in world history. Is it not time to get on with it? To live with a sense of urgency. The Lord's spoken to us. The Lord's told us to go. Let's get going quickly, not hang about. Let's run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Do you want to be part of what God's doing? Well, wake up to the fact that we only have one generation to save a generation. This generation that we live alongside will never live again in world history. This is our one shot, people. Cause it to rise up. A fresh sense of urgency. The Lord's spoken. Mary hurried in obedience to the word of the Lord. No matter how fearful, no matter how much your world was going to be turned upside down, she never knew what it, what it could possibly mean. You know, a 13 or 14-year-old girl could be stoned to death by law for getting pregnant outside marriage. And yet she horrid. She was obedient. God, get us urgent again. Let us wake up. First thing was her urgency. The second thing was Mary's excitement. When she finally got to meet Elizabeth, they were both literally shouting for joy. I mean, wouldn't you have loved to have been there when these two girls met each other? Just shouting for joy. She burst into this glorious song, the Magnificat. And I, um, I, for 40 years, I was a member of an Anglican church. I was saved in an Anglican church. And in fact, I was saved in an Anglican church when there was a move of God in this slightly old-fashioned Anglican church. There were 200 young people all sat down the side of this large church, St. Mary's Cheadle. And we used to go through the 1662 service with a couple of hundred teenagers. And every week we would sing the Magnificat. It was literally the world's most boring song. It slightly went like this. The Lord. You know, have you ever heard one of those really boring songs? I'm sorry, some people may love them. But, you know, it is not. This is rock and roll. This is Hardcore happy house music here we're talking about. The literally, when it says, my spirit rejoices 
in God my Savior, it means my spirit leaps for joy. It shows one's joy by leaping and skipping and denoting excessive and ecstatic joy. It's a word, agaleo. You find it throughout the scriptures at times of enormous joy, enormous excitement. You know, in one sense, I hope that Mary in her condition carrying the, the Son of God didn't jump around like a nutter too much, but certainly her heart did. Her heart was overwhelmed with joy that God, the living God, would allow her to be part of his purposes. You know, through all the hassle, all the pressure, all the weird things that people do and all the temptations and all the disappointments, this is the most exciting thing in the world. Serving God, there's nothing like it. Let's not lose that. Let's not lose our sense of excitement, our sense of passion around the things of God, sense of excitement to be filled with the living God because the Spirit was moving and these girls were filled. That's where the joy came from. Not from any confidence about what was going to happen in the future, but just confidence that God's hand was on the life and His Spirit was filling them. The fact we get to be involved in eternal purposes, is anybody excited? You know, we need some excess in our churches, don't we? We need some excess in our lives. We're facing a world that doesn't know where to turn. They've got an excess of alcohol and drugs and sex and at Christmas time, so often a, a, an excess of things, you know, possessions. How about meeting a world often marked by excess, by excessive ecstatic joy and delight, the kind that only Jesus can bring, the kind of excitement that just knocks people off the, so off the feet and says, and people are like, wow, you really do love Jesus. You really do mean this. You really are passionate and excited. It speaks volumes to a world in need. You know, I often say, I, I wish I could go around preaching at churches, just going, would you lot just calm down a bit? Settle down now. Don't get too excited. Just, you know, we're getting a little, bit, a little bit too hot here for Jesus. No, come on. Let's join with Mary and get excited that God allows us to be part of his purposes. The third thing that I believe Mary modelled, that should be modelled by anybody who wants to be used significantly by God, is she loved Scripture. This song, the Magnificat, oozes scripture. She just burst it off the top of her head. But there are 12 different Old Testament passages included in this scripture. Obviously, this kid had, had not just read the scripture, she'd memorized it. Her blood was bibline. So when she burst out into a song of praise, guess what came out? Scripture. What a foundation for her life. Maybe it was key to God using her that he knew this girl this poor girl in the northwest of Israel was rooted in the scriptures and would bring his son up in the word of God. Imagine from the moment he was born, he would hear his mother speaking scripture over him. It's key if we want to be used by God. So that times of great excitement like this, or challenge or temptation or failure, what pours out of our hearts is scripture. How good are we at memorizing Scripture? Not just reading it. I hope you read it daily. I hope you have a discipline of reading the Bible every day. You should, you must, if you want to be used by God. But not just reading it, memorizing it. How, how much of the Bible do you actually know? 
if your Bible was taken away from you? Well, Mary knew a lot. I'm no great theologian, not pretending to be that for a moment. But occasionally I do get times when I'm sat there in my office or at home preparing these little thoughts on a Tuesday or going off speaking at churches and conference and things. And I think, wow, I actually get paid for this. I get paid to look into the words of life. I get paid to, to dig into the Bible. What an enormous privilege. God, get us excited afresh with your scripture. I pray we'll be a generation that's marked by love of the Bible and faithfulness towards it, whatever it costs. It was a key thing towards Mary being used and the special thing about her. And the final thing about Mary I got from this passage, and you can't get away from it, is Mary's humility. It just pours out. My spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour, she says, that you would be mindful of the humble state of your servant. The song pours out humility, and maybe this is the number one attitude of someone who today gets the Lord's attention. It's not about you, you clown. It's about him. The Lord opposes the proud, you know that, but shows favour towards the humble. A little bit, a few months later, Elizabeth gave birth to this remarkable baby, John the Baptist, and uh, Jesus called him the greatest man who'd ever lived. He was this incredible prophet. He was the... Uh, guy was given this incredible ministry to prepare the way for the Lord. He was the poster boy for the, for the church, much of the church across, the, across Israel. Thousands were flocking towards him. You know why John the Baptist, I believe, was the greatest man who ever lived? Because his life was marked by, I must become less, he must become greater. I'm not even worthy to tie up the sandals of his feet. You may think I'm some superstar Baptist boy, but all I am is a servant of King Jesus. And there's something about John the Baptist that marks that humility that gets the attention of God. Everyone who exalts themselves will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. God help me not to be somebody who's pushing and shoving, but somebody who can, can be corrected without getting chipped up. Somebody who has a gracious, beautiful, servant-hearted, not full of themselves, but full of the Holy Spirit. Convicted even this morning that often I'm not that guy, but I want to be that guy. And Mary modeled that kind of humility so beautiful, beautifully. So how do you match up? Are you feeling a, a fresh urgency this morning to get the job done that he's called you to do? What has God said to you? Is there something that God's spoken about? The next level of generosity, the next level of service, the next level, you're meant to have moved a while ago, but you've sat, you haven't run the race. Well, this morning, allow the Holy Spirit to stir that up afresh. Are you excited and passionate for the things of God? Or has this weird year, 2020, sucked the life out of you? Have you just lost some of the passion and excitement as you've been isolated? Well, Lord, visit us afresh. Stir it up. Let us be a passionate people. Are you willing to make a, a fresh commitment to gr not just growing in knowledge and love of the Scriptures, but memorizing the Scriptures, learning them so 
when you do face those times of great joy or great temptation or great struggle, the Bible's there, something you can rely on, the Word of God, the eternal Word. And finally, are you willing to do it in a way that gives Jesus maximum glory? Help us to be those people, Lord. Let's just pray. Lord, I pray you'll speak to us this morning. God, stir up fresh urgency, fresh passion towards your purposes. We're, many of us who are watching this this morning are carrying great promises. Don't let us miss what you're doing because of our lethargy. God, I pray you'll get us excited by what you're doing on the earth, even at a time like this. And Lord, I pray for a fresh commitment to memorizing Scripture, to, to moving in the Spirit, not just prayer warriors, but word-fueled prayer warriors. That's what the word the Lord gave me. Yeah, we do need prayer warriors, but people who pray and understand the Word of God. And Lord, we pray you'll help us to do it all in a way that gives you maximum glory. Happy to push others forward. Happy to see others promoted. Most of all, happy to see you promoted to the place you deserve, Jesus. High and lifted up and worshipped by all. That's our desire. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support our work or even get involved with one of our teams. We also have another podcast called The Flow Podcast where we share stories and testimonies of the amazing things that God's doing in people's lives. Search for The Flow Podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a brand new episode there right now.